Welcome to Decaf, where Mark and I today are are sporting apparel for our favorite things in the world. I got my Blink-182 shirt on, and he's got his Utah Jazz shirt on. Is Don't miss at me like that. Like, let is me that look new? What? Is that a new shirt, or is it like old? I got it in 2016 when I went to one of their concerts. Oh, so it's still six years after they were relevant, but not new. I got you. <laughs> they are still very relevant. I'll have you know. Alt Press was posting about them just the other day because- What, is, was- alt, what is Alt Press? <laughs> alt Press is like the alternative music magazine. Mark, you know- you Also don't not know, relevant. <laughs> you, you don't know anything about my world. Of no, no I do not. Yeah, yeah. But my- they, I mean, at, at least in the mainstream, they have not had hits since I think 2011 looks like their last actual hit. I did a Peloton ride the other day. We'll talk about my Peloton obsession mm-hmm. later, but I did one the other day and the opening song was a Blink-182 song and it just really set me on a good 45 minutes of, of riding. Get that. The opening, song, the opening song for like, does Peloton have like a soundtrack or your opening song? No, it's like they do a ride. And so the instructor is on the screen and he picks a play, he or she picks a playlist and the first song of the 45 minutes ride was a blink 182 song we'll talk more about this i'm interested in, in, in that the pay model there for peloton but yes but blink 22 not bad but not really relevant anymore but either is fastball so i'm not i'm not trashing you i'm just saying they, they have not had hits in a while you really you really can't hate on that oh um, no no, I, I'm, no they're just it's weird you got it after like they, so many years after they were really big i have i have um throughout my adult years gone to atlanta three times drove from tuscaloosa from birmingham and from nashville to go to atlanta to see blink 182 um the obsession is real and blink's guitar player who started angels and airwaves they're playing at marathon music works in october which our new office is at marathon so i was thinking you know could just come and work for the day and then go stand outside the door and get a really good spot on the front row I can't, I can't wait till they play in like the uh, Severe County County Fair. It sounds like that's what's coming up next, but. You're such a jerk. You're such a jerk. Anyway, speaking of going to Atlanta, I don't think that I want to go to Atlanta to see Blink-182. So I'm going to start a petition to bring them to Nashville because um, I had a friend, sent, a friend who lives in Atlanta, sent me a text uh, this morning and asked me if I saw the Tucker Carlson story last night of Atlanta. And I don't have cable, so I didn't see it. Um, and Tucker is a little dramatic. But last night he did, I guess it was last night, he did a story about Atlanta's mayor, Keisha something Bottoms. Lance, Lance Bottoms. Lance Bottoms. Um, he did a story about her and how um, basically her treatment of the police has resulted in police deficiencies and a large rise in crime in Atlanta. And it was really sad to hear, I guess I'm just out of touch because when I lived in Alabama growing up in Anniston, we would drive the hour over to Atlanta to go shopping, go to Braves games, all this stuff. I haven't been to Atlanta in years. And um, in his story, he talked about Lenox Mall and how there have been shootings and stabbings and carjackings at Lenox Mall in Buckhead and how police response time has gone down because of you know, I'm sure there are a lot of factors, but generally speaking, her treatment of the police and how a lot of police officers have quit and the force has dwindled. And it's just really sad to see, you know, my mom would talk about a long time ago, Atlanta was really bad about crime. Then it got better with good leadership. And then now it's getting worse again. And it's, it's really sad to see that happening to one of my favorite cities. I do, I have a soft spot for Atlanta and I'm, I'm sad to see people not wanting to go there. I'm sad to feel like I don't want to go there and that I would be unsafe. 
Yeah, I think there's a couple of things there. And, and, and the whole reason that I guess the 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 reason Tucker gave, which I'm, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but he said the Rayshard Brooks shooting and I remember the Wendy's yes. um, that that after that, basically, she fired him right away. I don't think he got but but and yeah, there's that, no investigation. I'm pretty sure. And, and that led to that. What they said is, um, you know, police quitting, which is a little bit different than what we're seeing in other major cities where um, some very progressive leaders have just cut the funding. So they've essentially cut. That, which I mean, people haven't had to quit because they've been, you know, let go. And that, I mean, that happened in Minneapolis. That happened in, I think, Seattle, Portland. Um, and one of the big places that it, it's happening right now, I've been, I've been really following closely the New York uh, mayoral race, which is yeah. next week. Um, and that has been a huge, huge issue that uh, that New York's crime rate has skyrocketed after I think Bill de Blasio said he's going to cut a billion dollars out of the police budget. Um, it's a, uh, it's an interesting issue and it's something where uh, Nashville for all of our uh, complaints about uh, Mayor Cooper has not done that. Uh, and, and in fact, in his latest budget, just added, I think 10, he's proposed $10.7 million more um, to the police thing. So with all the issues we have with him, um, it, he's not, he's never been one of those kind of very far left ideologues and said, Oh, you know, defund the police, but it's an interesting conversation. And, it, and, and people are going to have to make decisions that are, People who care about public safety are going to, have to say, well, is this defunding the police working? And if you look or not defunding the police, but even cutting the police force, sure. um, is it working? I think that you could see in the cities where they've done it, it, it has not worked and the murder rates gone up. So I do think there's this real issue for these probably liberal, you know, people who, who believe in a lot of what the left says, but don't necessarily feel safe. Um, because right. of some of their policies and they have to make the decision on what they're going to do. And I, I'm not gonna make predictions because we'll see, but I, I do think that um, there's the, the top candidates in the New York race seem to be both on the uh, protect public safety side. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but at some point it comes to a, a, a hedge there where you're like, these people are going to say, what is more important to me, the safety of my family or these you know, $20 minimum wage, Medicare for all, all these things. I think it's a, I think it's a tough thing that they're going to have to make a decision on. But I think that this defund the police general movement has not worked, well, um, and has, has been problematic in almost every city it's been tried. Yeah. And you think about it, you're not only protecting the people that live there, but you're protecting your tourism dollars. No one's going to want to go to a city where you feel like you're danger, you're in danger if, if there's no one looking out for you and watching your back. And one thing I want to say about Mayor Cooper allocating that money, we don't at Beacon, we don't really believe in throwing money at a problem and it being fixed. But this is a good example of adequately funding a public necessity. And even in Atlanta, you know, I don't know if they cut the funding for the police force, but even just comments that demean the police, those guys just quit. It wasn't even, they weren't forced to leave. They left on their own accord because they didn't feel like they were being supported by the leaders of the city. And so I think it's twofold. Like if you're not respecting, there has to be accountability, of course, but if you're not respecting the people who are keeping your residents and your tourists safe, then they're going to go find something else to do. And that's the market, baby. That's the free market. So, um, I, and I, Atlanta, Atlanta actually voted, uh, the mayor and, and the council narrowly voted against cutting police funding. So they did not actually cut police funding. Now, how you treat them publicly matters too. And it's like, and if you feel, I mean, as, as a, as a police, a police per person, like if you feel like you're in danger or that you're not being appreciated, not being protected, I mean, that's another, another issue, but, um, just because you increase the funding for police doesn't necessarily mean that's good either. I mean, you have to see exactly where it's going with everything. I mean, if we're very, <laughs> 
we are very cognizant of just, like we said, throwing money at the problem doesn't always fix it. Um, I do think taking away a bunch of money from something and you keep seeing the result ends up being, you know, more murders. I think that should be a, a real lesson that maybe defunding it or taking away a bunch of money is not the answer because you see what that is. And it's, and it's on top of that, it's how some of these policies are incentivizing people to do, you know, bad things. I mean, I saw in California that they made something where it's, it's under, if you steal under $950 worth of something from a store, that it's a misdemeanor. And that you can basically get essentially get it off your record. And people, I, I see pictures of people just going to, into Walgreens and taking whatever they want in the broad daylight. Like they bring in a backpack, they're taking razors, cigarettes, shampoo, food, and like don't care because as long as it's under nine hundred fifty dollars, like you're not getting in that much trouble. And and I saw that Walgreens had to close just recently, had to close seventeen of their stores in San Francisco. It's like it's not tenable anymore. We can't make money here. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a. It's been something. It's a 2019 California passed law, and San Francisco has been the worst. And people are just going in and stealing stuff. And the and the it was just the workers like see them and they don't do anything. Um, oh my god. But but the point of that is to say that public policy and incentives matter the same way that you know not giving an extra three hundred dollars to somebody who's um, who's unemployed from the federal thing for the COVID, their incentives going to be not to go back to work and they can make more money doing nothing. So I think that that is, you have to look at how incentives affect people. And when you kind of incentivize, you know, whatever violence against the police, or you say there's going to be less police officers, guess what? The response time is going to be worse. Guess what? You're going to be more likely to be able to get away with things, whether it's, it's, you know, robbery or whatever it is. And if you have less police and less time to respond. So I think it's a, we, you never want to just blindly throw money at a problem, but I think that we've seen that cutting these, these, core services has been a, a disaster and, and places that I don't want to go now. I would have been, I mean, not that I'm scared to go to Atlanta, but, but I would have been happy to go. And now I would at least double, like think twice about it, go to New York city. I love going there. And now I might be like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm still fine going, but I have to think about where I'm going and, and what's going on there. I know being more careful, even, you know, I would say, I was going to say not going out at night, but a lot of these crimes that are happening in Atlanta are in yep. broad daylight. That's it's, right. Yep. People are just emboldened to commit crimes because they know they're not going to get stopped. And that and is incentives matter and incentives matter from the government. And if you're incentivizing people to do that and say, you know what? Yeah, you can steal, you know, you, you can rob somebody in broad daylight and you probably won't get caught. The incentive's there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll keep an eye on this because I love Atlanta and I'm hoping to go to a few Braves games before the year is over, but I don't want to go if, I, if I'm scared to go. That's, that's not what you want. Um, let's talk about the other side of the state, the, the west side of, of Tennessee, the I-40 bridge. So we've, we may have mentioned this in passing a couple of times with the Wall Street Journal wrote about it today and it brought it to the forefront of my mind about how there are, according to Mark's research, Research, 130,000 bridges in the United States that are in urgent need of repair, that are in such disrepair that they are labeled as being in urgent need of repair. And the I-40 bridge is one of those. It's really throwing off supply chain logistics in West Tennessee where, you know, FedEx is there. That's an issue. It's, it's throwing off a, a lot of people's travel plans on a smaller scale. And unfortunately, in my opinion, unfortunately, it's being puppeted as a reason to pass this infrastructure 
um, plan at the federal level that includes a lot of pork that has nothing to do with infrastructure. And that to me is very frustrating because I love to travel. I think that supply chain logistics and management is very important. And I think that if it's called infrastructure, you can't just label something infrastructure and put it in a bill. It's very frustrating. Infrastructure should be treated as that. Mark, I know you have a lot of thoughts and Justin recently wrote about this, but um, for me, it's frustrating that something in Tennessee is being touted as the reason to pass a bill that's full of pork. That's my take. <laughs> Yeah, so and and the, there's a lot of different studies out there. We don't really know how many bridges need repair. One person said forty seven thousand. One said one hundred thirty. Some other. I mean, it depends on who you. Of course, every research is different. Well, but even if the there's, there's, only, there's only six hundred thousand bridges in the U.S. So I mean, there, yeah. there is a lot of them that have the urgent need to be fixed. It doesn't mean they're going to fall apart, and that's not what that means. But it means that they need to be updated soon. And um, just wrote a great blog because we're hoping to get placed in national publication. It's not done yet. Um, but, but the fact is that this bridge in Memphis being shut down, which it had to be right now, uh, is costing the trucking industry $2.4 million per day, per day okay. is what it's costing them because they can't go over this bridge. And I mean, it's, that's the, that's a main thoroughfare and 50,000 cars per day that go through there. Um, so that's a real problem. And I think that everybody from both sides of the aisle, or at least maybe 98% of people believe that infrastructure is the job of government. And passing a federal infrastructure plan is not a bad thing. I mean, I think it'd probably be positive in a lot of ways um, if it was focused just on infrastructure. And what that means is roads and bridges that need help. Um, not childcare, not elder care, not anything else that you might like, but has nothing to do with infrastructure. And I think that the, the left has made a joke out of, out of this, calling everything infrastructure. Like, that's BS. Stop calling. Childcare is not infrastructure. It might be something you think should be passed. I probably don't agree, but it's not something I, that, that is part of this. Do that separately. And this is why people lose faith in institutions. They lose faith in the government is because you're telling somebody something that is obviously not true. And even the most left, you know, like Bernie Sanders can't with a straight face say, oh, yeah, childcare, definitely infrastructure. It's like, look up the definition of what infrastructure means. So a bill probably should, but I mean, I, mean, I guess I don't know. I'm not going to take, I guess, an opinion on federal potential legislation, but this idea that infrastructure bill should be passed is not offensive. It, at a lot of points, we need, I mean, this Memphis bridge is a problem. It, should, it was cracking. This needs to be fixed. There's a lot of other bridges and roads that probably need to be fixed. What is the number that that should cost? Not, not what should that cost with, you know, universal pre-K, childcare, I don't, uh, uh, Medicare for all for Latinx people in the Brooklyn borough or whatever. Like, it's just like they're putting everything they possibly can in, in this bill. And it, and it doesn't make any sense. So let's focus on actually fixing the problem. We're not against, I mean, we're against the government doing a lot of things, me and yes. you and Justin, everything. We're yes. not against them doing infrastructure. That is no. one of their actual, what one of their things they have to do. So do it right and stop these other things. And then if the people on like the far left want it to be childcare, elder care, universal pre-K, whatever they want, fine. Vote on that separately. And if you have the votes, fine. If not, you don't, which they wouldn't. But th that's a separate issue. So stop lumping them all together. Justin did an excellent job, an excellent piece. We will share it once it gets published, but it's a really strong piece. Kind of talking about how it really just takes away from any kind of civic conversation. When you're calling everything that you want politically infrastructure it makes nothing infrastructure. And that's the problem. It's not even politically. Like I was looking at Twitter when this plan first came out and it said free Chick-fil-A sauce for all Americans is infrastructure. Like, it, I mean, it's that ridiculous to, to be able to, to try to say that elder care is infrastructure. Like, 
I'm sorry. That's insane. That's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, my Peloton monthly payment is that makes more sense than saying elder care, because at least that's like kind of a bike and bikes are go on roads. It doesn't, it still doesn't make sense, but it makes more sense than elder care. Plus you won't gain like 200 pounds and make it harder on the roads. Cause that would be harder yeah. on the roads. If you, if you gain a bunch of weight and didn't have the Peloton, right? I'm going to be a lighter person. So it's a yeah. net loss. On that's the right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, like, even that makes more sense. It, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I mean, he, he did a great job. And, I th- and, it, and it's not, I mean, I always try to be fair. Like, I mean, in the past, Republicans have said a bunch of stuff like, oh, this is, you know, this is part of our, you know, economic tax cut plan. It's like, yeah, you giving whatever $100 million to Amazon is not part of a tax plan. Like you, yeah, you're saying yeah. you don't pay any taxes. That's not part of a tax plan. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it is. But but right now, the left has just gone so insane. I think everybody, I think even people who are completely for this, like all those things has to have to be able to say like, yeah, I get it. I am for those things. But like, can we put that separately? That's Americans don't want that. Yeah. I thought, I think we're kind of done. And if you ask individuals from both sides, like basically, what do you think about pork? Everyone hates it until it's pork. They like, then they're fine with it. Right. I think what you're saying, um, I, I say this a lot. I might get in trouble for saying this when I have to edit it out. But I always say that when a party gets in power, they get considerably dumber and less principled. And so it's like just because the Democrats are in power right now, everything looks dumb and unprincipled. But if it swings back to Republicans, oh, they're yeah. going to put the pork that they like in a bill. So, I mean, it just because we're hate, we're crapping all over the Democrats right now doesn't mean we wouldn't do it the next day uh, if a Republican was in power and tried to push a pork bill through. We've done it before. We'll do it again. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I just, my personal opinion is that is right. Uh, but I also feel like the Democrats have not been principled for a number of years. I mean, it's been, like, I, I, re- I seriously think since I think Trump kind of broke them and you can, I mean, obviously I have my personal issues with him, but like they haven't been principled the entire time they've been in there, uh, that he's been in there really since 2016, even the people who, and that's why as much as, you know, we really dislike what they stand for with Bernie Sanders and AOC. It's like, say what you want about them. They're at least mostly principled. They have the wrong principles, but at least they stick to them. And they don't say, oh, this is so bad and Republicans do it. Oh, we're in power. Why don't we do this now? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And that's what I think we see a lot of times, especially on the federal level with the left. Um, yeah. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about something that we really like to talk about. Yeah, um, not right now for me, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark is miserable. I'll go first. Uh, Everyone knows I love golf. Can't can't help it. Love it. Um, U.S. Open week. There's a big, uh, big tournament this week. I'm very excited to watch my boy, Justin Thomas, even though Mark hates him now because he has missed a few cuts and has cost Mark some money. Um, I'm excited. I, I, I found myself this year keeping an eye on Lee Westwood. He's had the second most starts of any professional golfer in a professional tournament and with no wins. So I would love to see Lee Westwood do something magical this week. Um, Phil Mickelson had a birthday this week. So he's another year older and is a U.S. Open champ. So that's that's really nice to see him doing well. I always keep an eye on Rory. always love to watch him play. But, you know, my heart belongs to Justin Thomas. Roll Tide. Mark, do you have any thoughts on golf this weekend? Any? Uh, I, I made two bets that, I mean, they seem decent. So I have an uh, answer to win. And I have this guy, I don't know who he is, but apparently he's like not bad. His name's Higo, H-I-G-G-O. No idea. I think think he's a young guy who has been playing really well. Like his odds have gone like way up. So I got them both at 66 to one. Um, That's all I have. I mean, I know that I will not ever pick Justin Thomas again until he wins, which I'm not sure he ever will again. But um, (laughs) 
I, I'm not sure, but he, and I actually have a, a funny that you mentioned. This, I actually have a free, I had a free $5 bet on there um, that I put on Lee Westwood. Really? Yeah. I love Lee Westwood. His he was 125 to one. Yeah. I mean, I love Lee Westwood. I don't know if you they're five, You should put five bucks on him. I, I should. I, I probably have the same $5 bet that you do. Um, I think he's a great dude. It, I, I don't know if they're married yet. I think it's his fiance is his caddy. They're fun to watch. Um, I, oh, really? I guess, that, 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 that sounds like really mixing work with, uh, with, with your brilliant. home life there. I know she's brilliant. And she, she caddies for him, which I think is really cool and really cute to watch. Um, but like I said, second most starts without a win in a tournament. So cheering for Lee. Mark, did you, uh, to switch gears a little bit to something a little more uh, ridiculous, did you actually buy those tickets for the Cornhole Championship? I did. So me, my friend Soto, and my fiance, Kira, are going to all be going to the Cornhole Championships in, on, in Bridgestone on Saturday. Now, the benefit of this is, listen, it ended up being about $35 per ticket, but that is not for Cornhole. That is for all you can drink, alcohol, and all you can eat high-end buffet in the Lexus Lounge. So I get a free Lexus, which they have like seafood, steak, carving. Can stations. I go? No, I mean I just but no, I, mean, I already bought the tickets. <laughs> I mean you could look; they might be still available, but like essentially, I'm guessing they were not selling well. So basically, I paid. I think the ticket was five dollars for the actual cornhole thing, thirty-five dollars for the um, all you can eat, all you can drink, mixed drinks buffet, and it's four hours. So I like we were going to kind of meet me and you're going to hang out anyway during the day. I'm like that is way less than we'd spend if we just went out to lunch and got a few drinks. Yeah. So we're going to be going, hanging out in the Lexus Lounge, and maybe watching some cornhole. Um, I do remember one of the one of my favorite um, my memories in Vegas is that me and my friend Monty watched the cornhole championships on on TV. And somebody in the front shirt had a, had an uncensored shirt and said, I'm just here to F stuff up. But he had everything. And for some reason, I guess nobody cared at ESPN and it wasn't censored. So like this guy's in the back of the shirt with this thing, like this, you know, 400 pound drunk dude who says, I'm just here to F stuff up. And I'm, I'm really excited to people watch at the Cornell Championship. I think that will be maybe the most fun part of it. That's gonna and my my dad my dad thought he my, my dad mistakenly thought that it's like oh it's a bunch of bros it's like you know bros like cornholes I'm like no it's like fifty five year old rednecks who are like four hundred pounds who are just got have gotten really good at cornhole. That is unbelievable. Yeah, I actually when we were at the beach this year, cornhole was on TV at a restaurant we went to, and it was like Bush's baked beans sponsored this cornhole team. Like they had like jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I, I um something weird. I forget who's sponsoring. It's it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing sponsoring the cornhole championships this year. That is, but so but, but, but it, it will tell you that like who's ever sponsored like you can tell that it's not a bunch of bros. It, it is it is clearly some like which I mean good for them. Like I, I think it's all I think it's awesome. Usually Johnsonville brought sponsors it. <laughs> that makes sense. Cookout a, like big cookout foods. Uh, oh yeah yeah, but 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 I love. I think it's awesome that like these people do this, like, it sounds incredible. You know, it sounds like it's something's like, man, these guys are just living their best life. You know, they're, they're coming here. If they win, they're probably making like three grand. Like, it's not like they're, it's not like they're winning millions of dollars. Like they basically just like to probably drink and play cornhole. Like I'm, I'm really good at this. So why not go and travel like the country and play cornhole? I like to drink and play cornhole. I'm not very yeah. good at it, but I could, tr I could try. Um, are you going to place any bets for cornhole? I don't think you can even bet on that. I think it's, oh. I think it's even too like weird for like, and, and I mean, I don't, my, yeah, my, my fiance made a, made a funny joke. Like we should just like have pick some guy out and put a sign for him. Be like, Oh man, go this guy. But I, I have no idea who's competing. Um, but I think it'll be fun and it'll be, a, I think it's more of a good story to tell that like, Oh, when the cornhole championship was here, I, I was there and I, 
was drinking and eating good food all day for four hours. Mark's going to get drunk and just start pick, just pick someone out to cheer for the whole time. There's probably gonna be like 12 people there. I think we can get like, it's all general admission seating. So I feel like once you're there, like there's going to be no one there. Like I am interested to see, I'm kind of say over or under 300 people total okay. in this in Bridgestone, which is like, you know, holds, I don't know, 15,000 people. Yeah. Um, I'm That's guessing they got a really good deal during the pandemic. And, and Bridgestone's like, oh, I don't know if, if it's going to be back by now. And they're like, oh, man, we should really void this contract, but we, we can't do it. We've got to do it now. We've got to. Um, speaking of betting, all right, with UT and Vandy in the, in the college baseball championships, uh, who are you going to put your money on? I'm not betting on it. I don't know enough about it, but I know Vandy is a slight favorite, and they have kind of two of the best pitchers. They're going to be two first-round MLB draft picks um uh lighter and i think it's kumar like that these are just like stud pitchers so without knowing anything i'm i'm guessing vanderbilt's a slight favorite so i'll go with them i know they have a good team they have a good history of uh, i think they've won a few national championships so they seem like the best bet i don't know i think there's is is, is alabama good at baseball or not no we're too terrible Um, really yeah i was cheering for arkansas this year just because I like them more than anyone else. Um, I mean, I would rather have all my fingers chopped off one by one than cheer for UT and anything. So I would also <laughs> be going for Vandy. Um, and my, my guy, Dansby Swanson, Braves shortstop did, yeah. number seven, went to Vandy. So he's really, he's really underachieved though. I mean, he was supposed to, he was like number one overall pick. They thought he was going to be a stud. He's like, he hit six in their lineup, but he, he was supposed to be a, a transformational talent. He is a little bit better than average MLB player. That's it. Like, I can't believe how his hype was so big for what he is. You always hate on the men that I love in my personal life and in my sports. Oh, no. I mean, like, he's fine. But it's like, that's like when you draft somebody number one, you expect him to be a transformational figure, not a guy who bats 60 in your lineup. Well, he's very handsome and he's good oh. at faith, so. Oh, I'm not, I'm not arguing about his 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 looks. I'm just saying that he <laughs> he has been really under – He's been he's really underachieved for what they thought, and like he's got to be one of the biggest busts probably in the past ten years. No, there, there, no, no. He Hell. has done he's done very well this year. I will say this season he has he has done well. Look him up. He's done really well this season. He's not Freddie, and he's not a. He's hitting two. He's hitting two thirty seven. That's horrible. His on base is less than three hundred. That is like he is a under borderline. Like when they, they talk about replacement players, which is the average player, he is under that. So he's had a terrible year. I have rose colored glasses. I'll admit it. But I think he might be blind because that, I mean, he, he's had an, he's had a terrible, terrible year. He's had I a bad him. career. He's hitting less than two fifty. He's actually had a better career than he has this year, but he's hitting under two fifty for his career. He it's doesn't get on base wide. that he doesn't have the power that people thought he is a mediocre player and he's not young anymore. He's 27. So like he's done. He He's a guy who you can start him. He's fine, but like, he's going to hit in the bottom of your order. He's like fifth, sixth, seventh. And, and that's what he is. Just let me be blissfully in love. And blind to the truth. Mark. Just that's ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah completely. Yeah, that's my just ignore every stat possible and say that he's great. He's having a good year. <laughs> that's my MO. Being blissfully in love and blind to the truth. And that's- I, I, I agree with you that he's handsome. Yeah. So just let me have that. Okay. Just, just let it happen. Um, so last topic, I'm going to just open myself up to Mark roasting me. I talked about my Peloton that we got in my house. My roommate and I are splitting the cost of it. I also started Whole30. Um, I'm so hungry because you cannot eat Cheez-Its on Whole30. And So hold up. I, I was with Kira and we were driving and I said, Taylor's doing Whole30. I don't know what that is. So I, I looked it up. So I, I kind of see what it is. And you can have meats, but they have to be like all natural meat. Like, like what, like you have to basically get it from a farmer's market, right? Is that correct? 
I'm not okay. So I will say my friend Davis and I are doing it a little bit modified because we're going to go longer than 30 days. Like we're going to try to make it kind of like a now through the end of the year thing. And so we're modifying it's like it. whole 200 then. I know, <laughs> that's why we're modifying it a little bit. Okay. So I'm allowing myself to have rice and cheese and she's allowing herself to have rice, quinoa and beans. And so you can't have quinoa. No. Quinoa's super healthy though. Like, like I yeah. feel like that's dumb to not be in a diet. But it's like you're taking out all grains and things like that. So we're letting ourselves have a couple things. And then- Can you have meat as part of that or not? Oh yeah, I'm eating a ton of meat. Okay. Um, And seafood too, right? Yes, seafood, all that kind of stuff. Um, Bacon, eggs. It's almost like a keto kind of thing, but- I was going to say, so so I want to say this. This is the point I made. I think it's right. So years ago, there was the Atkins diet, right? Which is like a fad diet. I I know my dad lost a lot of weight, but it wasn't good for you. I feel like they have rebranded that like five times. It's basically the same thing as Atkins. It's keto. It's this whole 30. It's like, and they just have uh, rebranded. There's another one, but yeah, they've rebranded because like, I feel like people are like, oh, this isn't good for you. Let's basically do the same thing. We'll switch like one thing to make it different and call it something else. Well, and that's why we're not doing it like in earnest, like full whole 30, because we know that elimination diets don't work. But so basically what we're saying is for the first 30 days, we are going to eliminate alcohol completely and then only reintroduce it on weekends. And we are also eliminating all sugar. So So um, instead of whole 30, why don't we call it half 180? Because it feels like you're kind of half doing it, but for a longer time. So that's like a better, a better name for it. Sure. But I am being very strict about like the whole 30. Like I might reintroduce some other things after 30, but I am other than rice and like the occasional cheese, like feta sprinkled on like a bowl or something. I'm, uh, I'm really being strict about the whole the whole 30, especially with the alcohol. Our friend is getting married next weekend and that's going to be, that's going to be. Oh man. Oh, what? see, that's where I, I feel like I could, I mean, I would do the alcohol thing for 30 days, but you have to make sure there's nothing like that in that 30 days. I know. Right, so you're going to go, you're going to go and it's going to be open bar. And you're not going to drink at all. I might cheat a little bit. You know, I have. Okay. So, before. so you're not being that strict in the alcohol that it sounds like. It sounds like you're kind of really going backwards. I mean, I wouldn't, I would never set it up with like a wedding. Yeah, we, we, we started doing it and then we were like, crap, my roommate's getting married and there's going to be like so many opportunities to drink, but we're just going to do it in moderation. It's all about like saying like- You went from being very strict about the alcohol for 30 days to saying, oh, I'm going to do it in moderation. It sounds like you don't really know how you're doing this. I know, I'm giving myself, I'm going to give myself grace next weekend if I decide to do it, but I'm going to go into it with the intention of saying, I am not going to drink at this wedding. I'll bet you a million dollars you drink this wedding. When you go in thinking that I might do it, you always, not you, just everyone always does it. Unless you have the strict, I will not do it. I'm not gonna give myself any grace, but you're gonna do it. We'll see. We'll see. I'll update after uh, after the wedding. But um, in addition to that, my roommate and I got a Peloton and we're just, we're deciding we're going to have like a, it's too late for hot girl summer, but it's not too late for hot girl fall. And so we're just going to, we're really uh, shredding on the Peloton. And honestly, I love it. It's so easy. I just hopped out of bed this morning and walked in my into this bonus room that I'm in and just got on the bike and listened to some Ariana Grande and burned 230 calories. So and you just got to make sure from what I sent you that your all your information like get hacked. So apparently that's a thing. It's like people are hacking, like hackers are doing Pelotons and they're trying to get you to send your Netflix and stuff like that and then taking the information. 
I'm glad that I know that though, because I haven't integrated any of my like services with the Peloton. I just yeah, like, I would not probably right. Peloton. And I mean, honestly, it said that they were hacking cameras. Ain't nobody want to see this during the middle of a Peloton ride. Okay, like sweat dripping. Like it's not oh, cute. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Who puts on? Yeah, who even puts on their camera for that? I've never turned on the camera. I don't. I don't know how to turn it on. So yeah, anybody want to be uh, seeing what's going on? My sweat was like dripping off my nose onto the floor when I was doing the stretches earlier today. There was like a puddle of sweat on the floor. So yeah, you don't, if you're thinking about hacking my camera, like hack someone who's like way cuter when they exercise. Like this is not something that you want to see. I promise you that. Yikes. But Mark, if you ever want to come over and try it, uh, you're not super coordinated. So I would love to see. What is, what is, I can't ride a bike. I'm, I'm exactly. pretty good. But I mean, I, I saw you ice skate. You saw us pretty coordinated ice skating. I think that that's uh, I think that you look bad on that one. And that's rollerblade. So I just I just never learned how to ride a bike. I probably could. I mean, it's a stationary bike, so I hope you could do this. I could do that. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, Kira has a cheaper version of that. So, I mean, I actually like the, I like the bikes at the gym because they don't. Um, and I've actually heard they're better for you than treadmills. Like your knees and stuff, like really There's take no a beat on that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no I mean, I'm, I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you're happy with it. It was a lot of money. So I'm really glad you're happy with it. Yeah. My um, roommate and I are doing like a two year payoff program because she and I are like roommates till marriage does us part. And so we we're like, and eh, either of us will be getting married in the next two years. Oh yeah. You might be able to do a 20 year plan. That was so mean. <laughs> I'm just joking. That was so mean. Well, I mean, I think you know why I say that because even like these, um, these men that you do like you're you won't actually make take any steps to do anything so it's it's based on your personality nothing else <laughs> and and it's probably for the best because i have really bad taste in men like if i like a guy there's something very wrong with him well we won't go into detail but i think there is one guy who you kind of like and he seems actually kind of cool but you won't do anything so that's true i mean story of my life mark mark will give me hell about this until until the day I die, because apparently, or, or until you actually do something, but I, the dying seems more likely first. Yeah, you just said like the twenty years. So yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is. Nothing. I'm giving you grace. I'm saying that in twenty years you'll figure it out. Maybe you're saying dying. So. Oh, good. I, I have more faith in you than you do. I'll be a 49 year old bride. Can't there wait. <laughs> There's worse things. This is getting really bad for me, so I'm going to end it. Um, but before I end it, I will say this is our hundredth episode. So, Mark, it's been. Kind of a pleasure, kind of a pain to do this with you for a hundred episodes. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. Yeah, hundred. That's a long. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot so of we've been episodes. doing this for two and a half years. Two years. About two years. I really, I really wish that I'd been keeping an insult count of how many times you've insulted me uh, over the last hundred episodes. Because I wish we knew about this. We could have like a, a party hat and like those things I that know. you. I didn't think about it until we were halfway through, and then I thought, oh, it's yeah, it's it's the day. So happy hundredth episode. Mark, uh, thank you for not murdering me. I'm glad that we're both still alive. Yeah, thank you for not uh, making me go play in traffic with all of your insults. <laughs> I'm glad we're still alive. Uh, we'll see you next week for 101. Bye, guys.